Hi everyone, hope you're doing well. Welcome back to the Cycling Chats podcast with me, Kofi, the founder of Ride for Unity. Uh, in this episode, recorded on the 7th of August, I get to talk to an amazing and inspirational individual, and Alison Wood. Uh, Alison is the kind of unassuming, hardworking soul that's not in your face, but quietly works tirelessly in the background, um, in pivoting her passion for cycling um, into now a full-blown career as a cycling performance coach and much, much more. I really hope that you enjoy this inspirational chat with her as much as I did. Um, thanks so much for tuning in. Take care. Hey. Hello, Alison. Good evening. Good evening, good evening. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, thanks. Wishing I had air conditioning, but otherwise... You know. <laughs> it's a lot. The heat is a lot right now. It's a lot. Um, brilliant. I can see you perfectly. Can can you see me? I always like to check because you know it cuts. Is, is my whole head in the picture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's it's pretty damn hot today. It's uh. It's okay it's if I didn't have to work. <laughs> so, sorry. It would have been okay if I didn't have to work today. <laughs> oh, no, I I hear you on that one. I I was doing that too, and then looking after. I had my three kids, and then my um, brother-in-law, sister-in-law. They had their three kids here who were um keeping mine company and out of trouble but yeah it's it is a lot but yeah it must be like 30 something degrees today no in london I have no idea. yeah i've not really been out i've just been stuck at the desk all day today okay so is this your first break have you or have you been able to get away and get some lunch and stuff uh, i had a working lunch as usual oh no 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 t- no rest for the wicked no rest oh, for the I'm wicked doing my work, so it's not that bad oh good that's really good Great. So, and I'm super chuffed because today is my last day in the office, which is my house. Uh, I've got a two week, two weeks holiday, um, staying here, but two weeks holiday. So no more laptop for me, no more screen time for me. Well, I hope the weather yeah. stays good for you for your staycation. Yeah, hopefully. I haven't, I haven't checked, but I'm, I'm hoping so. Um, but it looks like we've got a few people joining. I see Yuri's in the house. Uh, Sarah. Uh, Michael's joined. I think I saw Steph earlier. So welcome. So I, I think we let's um yeah let's get let's get started and then you know I guess people can sort of follow and and watch this afterwards. So if it's alright with you, I'll I'll do a quick introduction of myself and uh, Ride for Unity, and then I'll yeah. turn over to you to do the same if that's alright. Mm-hmm. Good. So welcome everybody, and thank you very much for joining the cycling chat series on Ride for Unity. Um, my name is Kofi. For those of you who don't know me, I'm the founder of uh, Ride for Unity, and the ethos behind Ride for Unity, if you haven't heard it before, is really no matter who you are, no matter where you are, together we ride. Um, together we love bikes, um, and the idea behind this cycling series is to be an extension of that. So that through I guess showcasing the stories and the journeys of a wide range of cyclists from the recreational to the racer professional types that you hopefully see a range of different people who might inspire you to take up cycling if you don't or if you do already just do it a bit more so that's a bit about me um today i'm really excited to have my pal alison join um from Veloci um, to tell us a bit about her journey in cycling. So, Alison, if you don't mind, if just you could give us a brief introduction as to who you, who you are, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, sure. So, I'm Alison Red, and yeah, I took up cycling about eight years ago, and it's completely changed my life. So, um, I'm now uh, in a place where I started a performance cycling uh, company, um, 
just before lockdown, which was perfect timing. Good timing. Good timing. Yeah, so that that's what I do full time now. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I love road cycling and yeah. Okay. Good, good stuff. And actually, tell me just the name of the company because I, I I try and remember it and say it properly. But how would you pronounce it? Yeah, no, you got it right. Veloce. So it's uh, Velo, which is French for pedaling, and then okay. Qi is in um, ancient Chinese medicine about uh, being about the whole person, about balance, and just understanding and awareness of the, of the whole person, the the mind, the body, and the soul. That when we're not I just pure athletes. Um, yeah, that we're people and you have to consider the, the whole body and mind. Okay, so it's really like taking a holistic approach to the idea behind it. I get yeah. it, I get it, I love that. Great. Um, and I didn't mention, actually, that if it's all right with you, if people want to send us encouragement, I'm seeing some coming through at the moment. I don't know if you see it at the bottom of the screen. We love that. It keeps us going and makes the nerves go down a bit. Um, but if they want to ask questions, given, you know, your expertise and your knowledge, are you all right for people just pop some questions in and we can try and get to some of those? Oh, of course. I'd love that. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. I see some hearts popping off the side here. London Bike Kitchen saying hi, Alison. Yes, um, got some... Jenny and now yeah, and my friend Dawn. Sarah, yeah. Okay. Oh, brilliant. And Stuart, Stuart, my friend Stuart's just joined. So we've got we've got some friends here. Brilliant. So you, you were just saying about your involvement um, in cycling, um, but I think you might have missed out some details in terms of your involvement in cycling now. So in terms of where you are right now, we'll go into the history in a little bit. But what what is your involvement in cycling? So you mentioned Veloci, which you're the founder of. But what else do you do with cycling? Um, so I'm wearing my club kit. Um, I'm a member of Red Beach Cycling Club. Um, I'm also on the, the committee. Um, where I've kind of hold two roles that have been merged in together, the social secretary and the time trial secretary. So I just do club events. Um, obviously, my work's been quite easy this year. <laughs> mm, sadly, for, sadly for us all, really, isn't it? Uh, we're just getting started, just making um, arrangements to get started again. Okay. Uh, I'm also involved in the, the Women of Colour Cycling Group, which I discovered oh, early last year. And okay, great. Yeah, we've, we've been quite a small group, but um, yeah, we're growing. We was just London-based, but we've got really ambitious plans. We've, we're going national now, and yeah, we've, we've things... Uh, sometimes when something awful happens, and you kind of need to look to see if you can do something positive out of it, so... Yeah, we're, there's a lot of attention on diversity at the moment and for, for us it's diversity in cycling. So, um, yeah, we're, we're making the most of that extra awareness and hopefully we can expand and do lots of good all over the UK. No, I love I love that. And I think we, we've definitely had a couple of other members. So Biola, I think, was the first person that came on and was an amazing ambassador for what, what you guys had guys you ladies are doing um but also then had sonia i think last friday who i had the pleasure of meeting actually talk a bit about that later but i had the pleasure of meeting sonia and i think giordano as well on sunday but um yeah you, you you're doing some wonderful wonderful work and i've got sarah and i say women, yeah. women of color in the house with a, with a, with a bit, so that's great i love the fact that you're you're coming together and really trying to uh um sort of improve the diversity and and the I guess camaraderie within cycling. Good. So, in terms of your journey, um, I mean, it, it, to me, it's you've done a lot. 
already. I mean, you've got Veloci, you've got Redbridge, Social Secretary and Time Child. You talked about the Women of Colour Cycling Group too. Um, how did you start out in cycling? Like, How have you got to this place? Because it's a lot to have done overnight and I presume it took a little while. It does. It does seem a pretty crazy journey when I look back on it. But yeah, about eight years ago, I was a proper gym bunny and um, my social life, everything was resolved around my local gym. And mm. I go in one day um, and I used to run a lot as well. I went in one day and one of the personal trainers, who was a friend, said, uh, five of us are going to do a triathlon. Uh, well, four of us are going to do triathlon. Do you want to do it with us? And I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. Why not? <laughs> I can't ride a bike. <laughs> Okay. So, yeah, I had eight months to train, so I had to teach myself how to ride a bike. And um, I'm so lucky. I live, I lived uh, about a mile and a half from Redbridge Cycling Centre in uh, right. Norton, Redbridge. Okay. Uh, is our clubhouse. Um, oh, I so I went and bought myself a hybrid bike and fell over a lot and taught myself how to ride. Um, the hard knocks. Yeah, so the, I'd done the triathlon and I kept on getting calf injuries. I was a really rubbish swimmer, so the cycling stuck. Um, got to know my club. Redbridge took me under their wing. They're just so helpful. I did my first time trials and fell in love with it. Uh, then I wanted to take it a bit further. Um, at the time, I was running my own business as a professional interior decorator. Um, mm -hmm. So it was a really good relief for that. So I'd love to be an actor. Um, but it gave me that extra social side as well. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I got into coaching. Um, I managed to get uh, funding for my first coaching qualification by volunteering for Cycle for All, which was a community cycling club in Barking and Dagenham. And we run sessions for people with disabilities, uh, adults and teenagers, uh, plus free sessions for the local communities. We had a stock of bike. So if you couldn't afford your bike, you could still come and ride. And we used a, an application map, so it was traffic free. Um, I did that for about three years and I, I ran that. I took over from the guy who was running that uh, for about 18 months. And then the opportunity came up to do the degree. So, yeah, I, I jumped on that. So you weren't busy You weren't busy enough, so you just thought, I'd do a degree on top of that? Well, um, I'd, I'd actually um, been about five years ago where I was really ill and okay. um, had, to, um, had to quit my business. It took about a mm. year to, to recover from that. I was quite seriously ill. Um, oh, sorry to they, Oh, thank you. Um, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger, as they say. 100%, 100%. I'm with you on that. So I had the opportunity. I, I couldn't work in my normal work, so um, I was in a position where I could actually do the degree. Okay, and what was the degree in? Cycling performance. Yeah. Okay, so I should have known there would be cycling involved. <laughs> so you, you've really thrown yourself into this. Um, that, is, that is amazing. So, so from dancing to the running, then the triathlons, just saying, yeah, all right, I'll do it. Even though you didn't know how to ride a bike, even though you didn't have a bike. Did you do the triathlon on the hybrid? Yes. Okay, okay. That's good. I, I, like that. That's, um... I hated it so much because everyone was flying past me. I'm not, I'm not having this. This is never no. happening again. Yeah, so like that. after that, I've been saving up to get a full sleeve tattoo, and um, I used that money to buy my first road bike instead. Um, Look at that. Wow, wow. And we've got uh, a few 
comments popping up. Uh, Steph said, amazing woman. Um, Sonia said, I think she didn't realize that you've done interior design before. Um, and someone had popped up. I was a painting decorator. <laughs> P and D, painting decorator. Yeah, have you yeah. still got the skill? Can you do it? Because I might have some. I need some help. <laughs> I'm a bit busy at the moment. <laughs> as much as I love being on my hands and knees, sandpapering people's skirting boards. Um, yeah. Yeah. Nah. I enjoyed nah. it. It was a good nine years, but I'm done now. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I'm literally just being cheeky with you, so that's <laughs> no, fine. Um, I still get so, you still do it so good so in terms of like where you got to with the cycling now like what cycling or what type of cycling do you really sort of focus on do you really enjoy now um i am i am definitely a time trialist and um as long as possible so my longest so far is at 100 mile tt um okay. but yeah i'm training i really i was supposed to do a 12 hour a couple of years ago but it just didn't yeah. work out with my health and with timing and obviously this year um mm -hmm. so next year yeah well, yeah uh, now some some will know like what a time trial is about and some may be like oh, that sounds interesting i don't know what it is can you just break it down what what is the premise of time trialing what do, what do you do when you do time trial okay well it's called the the race of truth and basically, the, the fastest that you can go over a set distance. So um, on the road, if it was, uh, for example, a 10-mile time trial, it's uh, it's normally an out and what we call an out and back. So you'd have your starting position. You'll go out to um, a roundabout, maybe, do a turn and come mm -hmm. back, and that would be your 10 miles. Mm -hmm. And there'll be timekeepers checking you. So right. it's, it's not like a... Uh, a bunch race where you're all racing together you all sit yeah. one at a time so the timekeeper has a note of your start time and then there'll be another timekeeper to finish to notice your finish time to work out how long it took you so it's all about pacing right. um it's all about getting your nutrition right um, it's okay. about knowing your own body at what level of effort that you can maintain for that distance that's incredible and and you know something that i heard um, not so long ago, so I was, I was in an audience with Victoria Pendleton, um, and she was talking about cycling and the way that there is something about cyclists where, and professional sport, just in general sport, where the people that kind of excel are the people that can kind of dig deeper and go to that kind of grittier place when, you know, when it's really like hurting and you just want to kind of give up but you can draw on something that kind of helps propel you and keeps you going. How, how, how relatable is that when you sort of hear what she was saying? Does that relate? Yeah, definitely. And um, I think it it's something that I've, I've just grown up being that type of person. So with my dancing, we'd be doing like six-hour sessions uh, when I was doing it full-time. So I, I know how to push myself beyond and just put that pain in a box. Yeah. Um, but with with the cycling, because I've, I've got quite bad asthma, so sometimes mm -hmm. my lungs will let me down before my body does. So that's something that I have to specifically train for, which is just all part of the, the fun for me that and learning how to do that. Um, yeah, and just in life as well, there's been some things that I've had to go through in my life that mm -hmm. you just have to push through the pain and just keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting that you added that because literally that's exactly what Victoria Pendleton was saying where, you know, there's some things that happen in people's childhood sometimes growing up sometimes where 
I guess I guess it, it leaves a mark and sometimes doing that kind of exercise where you push yourself to that level is a, is a way to kind of escape it or just get a release from it so it's interesting how you kind of seem to be echoing a bit of what she was um, gonna say and we've had Jar ja Weeks sorry Jar Weeks if I said it wrong 2020 who's gonna ask about riding with asthma um, do you have any specific tips? I know it's off script, but we want to make it interactive. So are there any specific tips, Alison, you've got? Because that's amazing to ride with, with asthma as well, you know? Yeah, so um, the, the biggest breakthrough I made was getting my medication right. So um, I'd always just use the, the ad hoc one. And when, when I'm just living a normal life, I've rarely used it. But when you're training, you're pushing yourself to your limits. It's knowing the best time to take it. So now when I know that I'm doing a hard session, I'll use my inhaler and um, two puffs about 20 minutes before I start training. <clears throat> also now on, again, because I'm pushing my body to its limits, I'm now on the preventer inhaler as well, which I take. Okay. Uh, once every single day so that helps mm -hmm. me keep control of it um but yeah it's, it's knowing your limits it's getting to know your medication um and also just so and knowing what your triggers are so mine are extremes of temperatures i know that if i did a turbo session right now in my lounge before the window right. shut and no fan i'm going to have an asthma attack i would just okay. Yeah, I would overheat and I just wouldn't be able to do anything. And uh, the same um, in extreme cold weather. If there's a mm -hmm. fire outside, I have to put a cover over my mouth, which okay. I'm warm in the air as it's going into my lungs. Understand that, Alison? Wow, like <laughs> just wow, like do all those things that you you managed to overcome and and to do and to to do that race of truth because you know it's it's you, isn't it? It's you, the best that you can be against the clock. Um, it's, it's phenomenal, really. So um, well done to you. It's, it's a bit of a cheat, really, because what I'd really love to do is road racing and crits. But because mm -hmm. of my reduced lung capacity, I cannot sprint for toffee. I just don't have those high watts. I can't do it. Oh, OK. But you can consistently hit a level, um, but just pushing for the sprints, the breakaways that, that you can do so well. Yeah, so in time trials, I've got complete control and I can manage yeah. it. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Phenomenal. Well, well I've got another question. Oh, well, Jarweeks has said that's so helpful, Alison. Thank you. Two kisses. We're helping people out. Um, Michael over in New York has said, do you find that having ice cold water helps with the lungs too? I'm wondering if that would be a detriment, but what do you reckon? Does that help it you? Depends. It depends on what your triggers are. So, yeah, that would that would be a worry for me. Um, but, mm -hmm. yeah, I do have to make sure that I don't overheat. So, yeah, when I'm training in hot weather, I'll, I'll make sure that I've got lots of cold water around. But right. yeah, any shock, any shock to my system could trigger an attack. So, okay, you got that. Are you, are you smiling or I'm smiling at? I'm just seeing all the, the messages coming out. Yeah. So, <laughs> now I'm going to make you do one now. I'm, I'm assuming she means a 12 hour. I don't know. That's uh, I think it was Yuri, she had said that you don't need to sprint to win a crit. Um, and that was the comment. And then she's followed up with, you know, I'm going to make you do one now. I've, I've done crits. I've done crits. When I when I first started racing, I had a go at everything. So one of my yeah. first crits, I was on the start line with Hayley Simmons, because she used okay. to come down to um, Red Ridge to do her, because uh, we used to run, my club used to run a series on the, the 
Rugby Cycling Centre every Thursday evening. She used those as her training. So Hayley Simmons, in case you don't know her, she's a Commonwealth uh, bronze medalist, time trialist. And oh, wow. yeah, she's raced um, for Team GB as well. Okay, okay. As well. I like that you said as well. We're going to talk about this as well bit that you just mentioned in a minute, actually. So one of the things that we haven't touched upon in the amazing CV that you've got there is um, Veloci. And I can see it behind you. The, the camera's kind of flipped the, the sort of um, the logo that you've got, but I follow it. Um, please, can you tell us a bit about Veloci? Like, what is it? Why is it? Uh, and when did you start it? Just so that people can get a bit of a flavour of what, what, what it's all about. Okay, so when I first started um, doing the time trials and kind of looking at training more seriously, <laughs> um, a lot of the um, performance coaching business out businesses out there I, I didn't really relate to they just didn't seem to be for me there was kind of really serious high level athletes and they were right. very self-centric and um, the, the, in their marketing and their images there was no one that looked like me um, right. and I just felt like there there was kind of they were missing kind of a whole range of people as well that would benefit from structured training and if you mm. think about a performance cycling coach, a lot of people think, oh, well, that's not for me. Um, I'm, I'm not that serious about it. Well, actually, everyone can benefit from structured training, mm. no matter what your goals are. So, yeah, so with Veloci, um, one of my main aims, um, one of my passions is to increase diversity in sport and obviously okay. cycling. So okay. I made the decision early on that, all my uh, imagery, everything would come from that point of in creating an inclusive, diverse environment for people to come and learn about training and that oh. their, their coach understands, the, you know, different cultural uh, beliefs uh, and just have a more worldly view rather than just being under this mammal, um, mal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So mammal, I don't know, because you know, people, I don't know, the international folks on here, if they don't know what a mammal is, what, what's a mammal, Alice? How would you describe that? What does it stand for? Was it male, uh, middle-aged man in lycra? That's it. That's it. Yeah. That might be me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I love what you're doing with that. That's, that's fantastic. In fact, my brother-in-law was here earlier to pick up his kids and I told him we were going to be chatting. So hopefully he's gone back to go and catch it. But he did say like, oh, I could definitely do with some of that just to sort of improve my ride. So maybe we've got at least one customer for Veloci um, coming coming through. Um, that's brilliant. Um, so back onto your bike now. Um, if you could cast your mind back, what would you say has been your favourite memory on the bike um, today? And I mean, there's going to be more to come, I'm sure. Yeah. But going back, what would it be? We, we, yeah, we talked about this before. Um, yeah, it's it's really hard. There's been quite a few, but there's there's one that um, I got to achieve a lifelong dream before I had I even knew how to ride a bike. Um, even though I trained to be a dancer, what I really wanted to be was a track athlete and right. like, um, running athlete. Mm. Um, but it, it didn't happen and yeah, so I really wanted to represent Team GB so I actually got the opportunity 
um, the the two of Cambridge that we have, um, the sportive is also yeah. um, a race and they do a time trial. And you, it's an event where you can qualify for a UCI sanctioned amateur world championship. Fantastic. So I actually qualified in their time trial. So I got to compete in Denmark in 2015 in GB. Oh. Yes. In the full, I mean, do you get to keep the kit? Because I, I wouldn't be giving it back, I don't think. I had to pay for it. Everything what? is like, yeah, it's all self-funded. It's all self-funded. So, yeah, I mean, there was hundreds. There was hundreds. So. That's so phenomenal. Wow, Alison. You get, see, I love that you just play it down. Like, tell, tell us all these other things and you just play it down that you actually wore Team GB kit and raced in Denmark. Um, to be honest, actually, my club was so generous, they, they covered the cost of the, the skin suit for me. This is Redbridge? Yeah, yeah. Gosh, I can imagine those things cost quite a bit of money. I've never tried one because I'm scared if I put it on, I can't get it off. But are they like quite, <laughs> are they quite a lot of money? Um, that, that one wasn't actually because we, we all knew it was probably a one-off buy, so I didn't go all out on, on that particular okay. one. But yeah, it, it wasn't cheap. Wow, wow. Impressive. So many things. I mean, my CV compared to your CV, mm, I think I'm hiring you if we had a, a head off in terms of interviews. Um, and we have Javi saying that you need to write an autobiography. I think I second that. So if there's anyone out there who can get Alison uh, a book publishing deal, your humility, as Bleep66 is saying, is is immense with your um, achievements. I think loads of people would benefit from hearing all the stuff you've done with disabled people, helping people from diverse backgrounds. It's a lot and it's really impressive. So yeah, like congratulations to you on all of that really. I'm, I'm feeling pumped and inspired. Um, so when you're um, on the bike, um, in terms of the training, if we go back to 2015, when you were trying to get ready for this time trial, like what, what is it in a nutshell, what kind of training you have to do? Because I'm imagining that's, you've got to be on the bike a lot. You've got to know your limits. You've got just, there's nutrition comes into it probably as well. Like, can you just unpack it a bit of that for those like myself that have never done any sort of <laughs> Olympic type achievements before? Um, so that was when I was first learning about um, structured training. That was just so early on, and it was it was a real steep learning curve for me. Um, mm. I also I qualified on a borrowed bike. One of my club mates, Trevor, lent me his time trial bike for the two right. So I had to actually get my own bike, um, which was which was a, a bit of a, a nightmare, which I really didn't need. But I'd, I'd ordered um, a Cervelo and. Mm. They, putting back the delivery date and in the end they just admitted that they couldn't make it so um, Dolan Bikes just saved my life they got me a bike ready in the weekend and left me six weeks to train on that before the event Um, so yeah Dolan saved the day definitely Um, and I also am on a training ride with a a few club mates um, we were doing a 40 mile training ride and we'd come round a corner onto a lane. This is out in Essex. And um, we just we just come flying out of the corner and we're just building speed back up. And the guy at the back came down. So I shouted out, rider down. And then all of a sudden we're, we're all down and we were all just skidding across the road. And the tractor had broken down and spilled oil all over the road. And, oh yeah, my God. Yeah. So I, this that was about. It was about two, two and a half months before the event. So I was all bruised and battered all down one side. So that affected my training a little bit. 
I can imagine. I can imagine. That must, in slow motion, that must have been like dominant, you know, like everyone just kind of just, just going down in that way. Yeah, wow. Java, where we was actually like where we slowed down, so we was actually sideways going at about eighteen mile an hour before we come to a stop. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! No, to, well, no serious injuries, thankfully. No, well, thank thank God. I was going to ask that, like whether anyone got badly injured, but gladly no one did. Uh, a few more people have popped on. So David over in Bristol, he's joined Frimmers. He's been doing a lot of ride for Unity and the outside, I think up in Hertfordshire somewhere. Is that right from us? Um, and then I had someone say the autobiography would have to have over several volumes in it. So many achievements. So brilliant. brilliant. Well, my, um, my friends who are watching will know that I'm all for writing stuff. <laughs> so this is to ever happen. But well, we could just... We could, we can save this and then we can, someone can transcribe it. But if there's any book publishers out there who are listening or you know someone, get on it because Alison's story is pretty, pretty immense. Wow. Good. What, one thing we didn't touch on was the nutrition bit. Um, are there things that you like to eat when you're riding that you'd recommend people eat? I know it will kind of depend on what training probably you're doing or what sort of riding you're doing, but any, any favorite snacks that you have? Um, so yeah, it does, does really depend. Um, I have what I call my my magic mix for um for racing. This is what I want to know about. Give my pen. It's Go on. Um, okay. So it's it's basically uh, so I wouldn't bother with a ten or twenty five mile time trial. This would just be for fifty or a hundred plus. Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of like a, a quarter of fruit juice, um, then the electrolyte tablets. And then a scoop of BCAAs, um, that's branched chain amino acids. Okay. So it's, it's basically proteins. Nice. So yeah, that that mix seems to work well with me. I think the the biggest advice I can give with nutrition is learning what works for you. Mm-hmm. And so on. When I I love doing all axes, they're really good training for getting the distance in. It, yeah. Um, peanut M Ms always peanut M Ms. Yes. Got um, carbs, sweetness, and and the nuts in there as well for a bit of protein. Right. Fantastic, fantastic. I love my thing is jelly babies. In fact, that's a lot. I love anything that's sweet. I just mm. put it out there. That's what I want for Christmas. Um, but when so you're doing a two hundred k kilometer, uh, Audax, the sweetness yeah. eventually makes you feel a bit ill. Believe me, I've done it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, hopefully, I'll never know about that. But no, I tell you, worth it because I can imagine it just gets it gets a bit much. You probably want to uh, maybe switch it up a bit and have like some savoury things in there as well. Um, so peanut M and M's. We're getting some some fan response on that. And then Sarah saying they want to magic mix. <laughs> so might have to drop us the recipe later on in the comments, yeah. maybe. Um, so for just everything you've said so far, for me, like you've been like super inspirational I, I know we chatted about some of this but i didn't know like all of it and the detail you've gone in today so that's really great that you shared um i guess the idea behind this you know is about representation it's about inspiring other people like do you draw inspiration from any cyclists like current or yeah that's present i was going to say present can't get my words by current present or past um that you particularly you know think wow they're amazing um that you could share with us just in case people haven't heard of them before and they could look look them up or whatever you know um yeah i really struggled um thinking about this question because i remember when when i first started i'm just so used to being the only brown person Mm -hmm. i'm so used to just 
going and doing it anyway. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so the, when I first started, there the, the really wasn't any. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I had my club mates around me and they were really good examples and it was really encouraging. And <clears throat> I saw um, some, some other women doing time trials. Um, but, yeah, basically I've just been ploughing through. But over the last couple of years, um, yeah, definitely there's there's been some women um, that, that have really inspired me. There's um, Alice Lethbridge. She's just awesome. Um, yeah. She just – she's such a, a mean, tough athlete. She's so focused and dedicated. Uh, there's Jasmine Muller who just – just all constantly pushing the boundaries of, of what people think a woman can do. Um, Amazing. Yeah, she's a huge inspiration. Uh, then there's the the young women that I see coming through, um, like our Yui. Um, again, she's she's so reserved and and quiet. Um, I don't think people realise how how awesome a job she's doing out there. And mm. yeah, she's she's going to be and is a huge inspiration for the the younger women coming through. That's fantastic, fantastic, and I mean, I love that. For me, and many people may may or not may know or may not know, but I've got three three sprockets, three children. Um, my son, the first one, and then I've got two girls, and that I would love it for them to be able to look at, you know, someone like yourself, someone like Yuri, Viola, you know, Abby Dentist, um, any woman really that's doing her thing in the sport, and then think to themselves that like, you know, why not? Like, if they can do it, then why not me? And just get that physical and mental well-being benefit that has brought us to be talking today you know we love it for a reason so um there's, that's there's that's another, great there's another lady she's um she was silver uh, medalist in the commonwealth games many many years ago sorry i can mm-hmm. get cool trying to come with me just get rid of that her name is julia and i saw her racing in the, the same time trials that i was racing in and she's a, mm-hmm. she's a just a few years older than me and then mm. I started to hear about the fact that she's been racing for um a few decades and that she was a silver medalist in the, the Commonwealth Games in a you know wow. the prime of her life. So yeah, she's she's a big inspiration as well. Just for me thinking looking at older women and yeah. women my age still competing and yeah. still being competitive. So yeah, yeah she's been a big inspiration as well. Oh, that's that's fantastic, and I think I think um, we probably touched upon it enough. But I, I do ask people this question: like for you, I know you've pushed through regardless of anything else. But how important is this idea of representation and being able to see women, other brown women, um, out there doing the doing their thing in cycling for you? Yeah, I think it's it's almost um, my awareness of that has come from the other way around. When people have said to me, "Oh, look what you're doing." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, more than me seeing other women, but yeah, definitely, I think it would have made a huge difference if if I'd seen more women of colour um, competing yeah. and doing the things that I'm doing. It would have, yeah, would have felt a lot more comfortable. Probably would have done things mm-hmm. a lot sooner. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's so important, and yeah. Well, well, hopefully. This, you know, as I say, this is part of the purpose of this whole chat series is that someone will see Alison and hear Alison, even those that know you seem to be learning some stuff about you and the magic mix and the way that you do so many things in such a unassuming, 
low-key way you're absolutely smashing it so hopefully you know it's going to inspire um some more people to just jump on their bikes and think yeah you know what Alison's doing it why don't i why don't i try which would be which would be, be brilliant really so good um i was going to move on to like a question around starting over again because you know your journey you mentioned sort of eight years ago you sort of kicked off with the cycling a bit if i remember my dates rightly if you could go back in time what kind of advice do you wish you had about getting into into cycling? I think I wish I'd known more about um, all the different cycling, the helpful, loving, embracing cycling communities that are out there. Um, mm. Because when I got challenged to do that triathlon and I was going to buy my first bike, I had zero idea. I had no idea that this <laughs> massive cycling community even existed. And I just went to the bike shop and the very first bike I got was like an upright Dutch type um, with the, the uh, that you step through, top chin. Oh, no. And it was just... I, I mean, it didn't take me long to realise this is not the bike for a time trial. No. <laughs> I started to look into it or for the triathlon. So then I went and got a, a, a more racier um, yeah. hybrid bike. Um, but still, if I'd, if I'd known that I could have tapped into those communities and asked questions and said, I'm in mm-hmm. Help me, what do I do? So yeah. they're so helpful. There's just so much love and everybody wants everyone to, to do their best and to enjoy yeah. riding their bikes. No, hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that's cracking advice. I think I've I've benefited as well from, you know, people that have been in the game a lot longer than I have who you know, just a passion and want other people to like you say, just be part of it too and share share some of that magic. Um I wanna share that magic mix. <laughs> I keep thinking about magic. <laughs> I think, yeah, I've got to get that down, Brad. Um, when, um, a bit off, off off script in terms of what we thought about, when you're doing the time trial, I imagine, you know, there's it's not like you're riding along, not that you'd be talking to people when you're racing, but are, do you listen to music at all or do you just go? Um, on... I don't listen to music. No, I mean, there's, there's time trial and the cycling time trials um, governing body kind of has rules about that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They, so, so no tunes. But let's say you're training and you, you're training indoors and you're on your turbo. Are there a couple of bangers that you would recommend? Because it's all about learning and sharing. I'd love to know like what you listen to to just kind of get inspiration and gets you going. Are there a couple of songs that at the moment are on top of your playlist? No, not well. No, not a single song because some of my training sessions are quite long, so I have playlists. So okay. I found on Spotify a body confidence playlist, which is which is quite cool. But um, okay. yeah, I love my house music. So there's um, a few Deep House um, playlists that just get put Brilliant. on repeat. Yeah. Brilliant. Okay, I'm going to check out the Body Confidence one. because I, I like Spotify as well. So I do like the, the sort of running ones. There's like high BPM ones sometimes with a bit of drum and bass in there as well when I'm on it by myself. Um, which is which is fantastic cool well something i've asked every guest from the beginning to to now is just about why they love cycling it's part of you know the the whole concept of this we talk about your journey but what is it about cycling that you love so i asked this of sonia last week and she was just dropping my (laughs) i saw that you saw that sonia said joy cycling is joy drop the mic and i was like you're gonna you're gonna say anymore but she didn't need to say anymore that was it but no pressure. In your own words, what is it about cycling that, that you love and, um, 
Um, yeah, so there's there's the the intellectual answer and the emotional answer. So yeah, there's just something about cycling that just feels so right. It just makes you feel so good. I think um it's probably research on the, the rhythm and how it sinks your brain to your I don't know. But it just it the dictator, it just makes you feel good. And then there's a the the intellectual answer would be this cycling can just be so many things to so many different people at different times in their life. It can be your, um, oh, my God. I'm, sorry, it's that call coming through again. <laughs> uh, so it can be your mode of transport. It can be a, your social life. Um, it can, it, it's a sport. It's a competitive sport, which you can mm -hmm. do your entire life. And there's, there's still people competing in their 70s and 80s. You don't ever need okay. to thinking of cycling as being your sport um yeah. yeah and it just it just gives so much it can just do yeah. so much love that that's brilliant and uh, as we've been talking like things have been popping off the screen up uh, i yeah. love it <laughs> bleep 66 I don't, I don't know your actual name bleep 66 but i love it make make you Good. Um, and then we've got some folks with some suggestions around tracks you can listen to to get you going. Basement Jacks, that's always one of the things. Deep House um, is coming to the mix as well. So that's fantastic. I, Alison, I think we're almost at the top of our, our time spot now. So um, you've been absolutely great. But before we go, I was just wondering, is there anything else that you'd like to share with anyone um, that we haven't touched on that's important for you at all? Um, just throw that at me. Um... <laughs> You've done a phenomenal job, but it's just to catch it. There's anything that was on your mind. If there's nothing, we can end it with where do we find more details about you? What is your website? I know I follow you on Instagram, but just some details because I think people should get in touch. And you're gonna if you can do it, I think a lot of people can do it with asthma, with everything else that you've been through. It'd be good to know how you do those things. Well, okay, so two things. One, get out on your bike. Just whatever, okay. however long, whatever type of bike you've got. Wherever you're going, just get on your bike. You know you're going to love it once you're out there. Even if you're feeling not so good, you know when you get out there, you're going to be loving it. Um, two, everyone should be doing off-the-bike training. Even if you think you're a cyclist, you don't have to. Everyone should be doing strength and conditioning training for your long-term mm. injury prevention. And that's that's a big part of my business as well, is encouraging people to stop just riding your bike. And um, You do mm. need to do it do those other things as well um so yeah it's um veloci.cc is a website um veloci underscore cc is uh, the instagram and there's uh, i'm on facebook as well we're trying to build a um supportive community in the veloci cycling club facebook group and Great. so i've been providing free strength and conditioning classes in there and a voluntary payment oh, wow. yeah all sorts of stuff going on in there Oh, great. I think oh, Sarah's dropped it in there, um, your website. Great. I saw a question, actually, which was quite pertinent. I hope I, I get this right. But someone did ask a question, which was around, as a woman, how do you factor in your menstrual cycle into training? Um, is that something that comes up sometimes and you've got any sort of tips and hints around? Um, I think from my dance training, that, that kind of... I, I did, that wasn't something that I necessarily thought about. But it is now. Um, we're learning... So sports science has been... Everything we, most of what we know about sports science is based on studies done on male cohorts. So right. It's mostly young male cohorts or the right. other side of uh, exercise science 
it's been on obesity and that's mm. about obesity so but there's there's lots of scientists out there now that are doing more studies on women because we are so different i mean i'm now perimenopausal so mm. my, my physiology is changing my um my metabolism is changing i'm having to relearn all my own nutrition and training me i get tired quicker and my mm. times longer and so i'm doing a dr stacy sims and women are not small men course and um, i okay. started that months ago but just covid took over and i've just been yeah. completely distracted but i need to finish mm-hmm. that also um, i'm going to be producing um, more documents to help women train around their hormones and get a better understanding of that that's phenomenal and, and you know like as a dude sitting here i'm like i don't even this is so eye-opening and wonderful for me just to appreciate that because i think with appreciation you know, I guess comes more understanding and and sort of uh, uh, patience with certain things. So that's been amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Like I said, you, Alison, have been wow. Like literally, I'm ready for the weekend now. I'm pumped. I need to get my bike out of the garage and ride yeah. somewhere. Uh, so thank you, thank you. Um, I just want to just end before sort of dinner time for everyone, just to say, um, ride for unity August. I put it out there. You might have seen it that August is our ride outside month. Um, we had an amazing turnout, lots of love um, at Regent's Park on Sunday uh, for our first outdoor ride. Um, see a few of the people here were there. Um, I, I met a chap called Ben, the head of music is his name. He did a, an awesome video. If you haven't seen it, you should check that out. Um, but next up in terms of the Ride for Unity Outside series is South Africa. So South Africa are taking part. We see what Team South Africa can do on Sunday. Um, before we come back to the UK and we'll be hitting Regent, um, not Regents, we've done Regents, another park, beginning with R, Richmond Park, where the deers are, you know, Richmond Park on Wednesday. So if anyone's out there, Alison, it might be a bit far, but if you can make it down, seven o'clock, um, we'll meet quarter to seven in the car park in Roehampton Gate. We'll kick off from there. And I believe on the 15th, we're going to New York. Uh, Michael's um, going to be leading a ride out from Prospect Park uh, in New York. And we're just going to take it around the world, try and get more people out according to how conditions are where you are. Um, and if you like what you've heard, follow us here, obviously, Instagram, Facebook, little group going. We've got the Strava Bike Club, too, so you can join that. And then every pedal stroke you take joins to the club total. And then we do, what's the last thing? A Wednesday, Swift Ride. And I haven't seen you on it yet, Alison. And it sounds like you've got turbo stuff in your house. Uh, no, Wednesday um, we have our working group meeting for the Women of Colour Cycling Group. Making oh, okay. as I was talking about, I really wish. Hopefully, um, there'll be alternate weeks, and I'll be able to join you alternate weeks. Okay. No, that that would be that would be brilliant. So great. I said, oh, some questions. So bleep sixty six says, when's the New York ride? I think that's on the fifteenth. Actually, the fifteenth of August. Um, there'll be details on the Instagram page. Um, that'll be shared very soon. But yeah, Alison. Thank you so, so much for being such an inspiration. Ellis, Ellis just asked the question that I was going to ask. Oh. Is that seven in the morning? Oh, the ride in Richmond Park? Yeah. No, no. Biola does that stuff. I'm not. No, <laughs> no, no. We, we, we're doing that at 7 p.m. So um, we'll meet at 6.45 p.m. in Richmond Park. Um, in the Roehampton Gate entrance, there's a car park there. We'll look cafe. We'll congregate there, roll out at 7 p.m. on Wednesday, 12th of August. If you can be there, it'd be phenomenal. It's a bit like, well, last week, it was a bit like a carnival on wheels. Like people just came. We just, there was, it was just, just warmth and love and happiness and we all rode together. So if you can make it, 
coming down. Um, but Alison, I'm going to end because you know me, I like talking. I like talking. Okay. And, and just say, have a fabulous weekend. Hopefully, I'll see you again really soon. Yeah, thank you, Kobe. Thank you. Bye Thanks, everyone. Take care. Bye, everyone. Have a great weekend.